Hey everybody, welcome to Glitchy Pancakes, real talk about the world of fandom. I'm Jesse. Cake Pops, and I'm Rob. <laughs> and uh, we are doing this uh, on the spot because the 2020 Hugo Awards have just been uh, announced, and the Retro Hugo Awards also over the last 48 hours, and uh, we got some stuff to talk about. So we have somebody yeah. here to talk about it with us. We have the uh, excellent author and illustrator M.M. Schill returning to the show. Uh, how you right. doing, Maggie? Hey, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, we have some thoughts about the uh, about the Hugo <laughs> Awards. I don't know. What do you, what do you want to start with the uh, the actual Hugos that were announced tonight, or you want to go back and uh, get to the uh, the retro Hugos, which were announced the previous day? Uh, what you want to start with, Maggie? Oh, geez. Uh, well, um, just like to be some honor for the people who won because it was duly. Yes. Duly, they right. won. So uh, right. you had the list of the winners, Jesse. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, and some really, really good winners too. Best novel, um, a memory called Empire, Arcady Martin. That that is uh, an excellent book, and I, I, that's that's a well deserved win. Also, a personal favorite of mine. This is how you lose the time war for best novella. Yeah. That is by Amal oh, El Motar. Yes, Amal El Motar and Max Gladstone. That is uh, everyone loves that book. Who has read yeah, it? Like, that's just yeah, right. Just put that on your must read list. This is how you lose the time war again another well-deserved win um nk jemison pulled in another one best novelette for emergency skin um sl huang won for as as the last i may know best short story i haven't read that one yet um but looks like i'm gonna have to um there's a long list here also one of my favorite things to see on here uh is best related work which is kind of a broad category and can be anything related to the worlds of science fiction and fantasy the winner for this was jeanette eng's speech from the 2019 (laughs) john w campbell award acceptance (laughs) from last year um and that is fantastic because for for folks that don't know in that speech, uh, the John W. Campbell Award is the award for best new writer. It's awarded at the same time as the Hugo Awards. Um, Jeanette Not won anymore. it last year. Not anymore. <laughs> That's what it was called, uh, <laughs> named after the editor uh, and writer John W. Campbell. Um, last year when Jeanette won it, she went up and used her acceptance speech time to tell people what they needed to know about John W. Campbell, which is, just to put it bluntly, he was a fascist and a racist and not a good person. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it's, call him a good editor if you want. That's fine. But a lot of problems <laughs> as a human being. Um, and they have since changed the name of the award. I believe it's now, what is it now? The, uh, the, the Astounding, Astounding Writers of the uh, Astounding New Writers Award. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, the name of the award has changed now. Um, so her acceptance speech from last year won Best Related Work this year at the Hugos. That's fantastic. Um yes. And uh, yeah, again, the list is long. Oh, uh, best graphic story or comic, LaGuardia by Nettie Okorafor. That is fantastic. <laughs> Loving that. Um, Congratulations. Yes, Ellen Datlow, I see, pulled in another editor, Hugo, um, for short form, Novel Wolf, uh, very well deserved again for long form editor. Um, John Picasso, best professional artist. List goes on and on and on. Um, so those are the things, those are some of the ones that. Deserve some recognition because great job to all of you for doing the work you did and winning these awards. Um, right. That is fantastic. And congratulations to all of congratulations. you. That said, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's move on to um, uh, uh, Maggie. I think you, you might've had some, uh, some thoughts and some opinions about the, uh, about the ceremony and what was presented tonight. Uh, Anything you'd care to say? <laughs> Well, I have a lot of things to say. So, which like, like almost my brain is frying mm-hmm. <laughs> when yeah. I watch. Let's get, so, let's uh, get like, it all out. <laughs> let's figure out where I where to start here. Um, yes, it uh, started uh, 
George R. R. Martin, Uncle George, uh, mm-hmm. proceeded over as Toastmaster. One of my friends said because it was like nearly a fifty-three minute introduction, maybe plus. Wow. We'll see in the transcripts how long it actually was. She said that this isn't a Toastmaster because a toast doesn't last that long. This is a stew, a stew master, you know, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> right. <laughs> it went forever. Um, and you'll see a lot of complaints about how long that lasted, but that's, was it that's just, the size point. Was it just him? Uh, was it just him speaking, like uh, doing the introductory talk about the Hugos? I don't. You watched this, uh, Rob, and I haven't seen it yet, so you're filling us in. Um, well, I watched it, kind of spazzed out, went away, came back, watched it because he was still talking, and a lot of it was him talking about all the Hugos he didn't win. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so he's he's known for one of the things that he is known for is uh, the Hugo Losers Party. Um, for folks that haven't heard of that, it's a thing that he started many years ago where he was nominated for a Hugo, didn't win it, and then threw a party for um, th- all the people who were nominated but didn't win. Um, mm-hmm. And that's been an ongoing thing every year. George throws a party um, for all the people, the Hugo Losers Party, and. Yeah. There have been some issues with that. We might get into in a little bit, but yeah, that was um, last year's uh, controversy. At the Hugos. Yeah, yeah. There's one every year. There's one every single year at the Hugo. They don't and, learn. Uh, and it's it's a different organization every year. Um, mm-hmm. I guess a little background for for folks that may not know this is the Hugo Awards are um, you know generally seen as as I guess you would say the most prestigious, some of the most prestigious awards in science fiction and fantasy. They're given out every year at the at Worldcon, um, the World Science Fiction and Fantasy Society. Uh, anyone who buys a membership to Worldcon votes on these things for yes. the nominations and for the winners. Right. Um, so, and that's been going on for a really long time. This is one of the oldest conventions. It moves from city to city every years or so. I think, is it? Right? Is it? Yeah, yep. it's close to seventy years. Um, and it moves from city to city every year because it's put on by a different group. People bid on like that they want their group in their city to host Worldcon. This is usually done a couple of years out. Mm-hmm. So this year it's in New Zealand, um, and, and so it's it's a different group every year. And there seems to there just seems to be different problems every year. Mm-hmm. One of the problems with the the Hugo Losers Party last year was that a lot of the people who uh, were nominated but didn't win uh, were not allowed into the party. Like they, they capped it because I guess other people were invited in or I, I don't know. It was, it was, there was a big flap about it. I don't know the details cause I wasn't there, but I know the details, but I don't know if you want to go into it on this podcast. <laughs> 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 we just know it's going to be unpleasant, but, um, yes. but I mean, that's what we're here to talk about is kind of like, not just tonight's Hugo's, but um, the I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of interested in talking about like the Hugos in general and, and, um, you know, how that, how it's, how it's a part of Worldcon and how just kind of the the issues that there are, because obviously this is something that's really important to a lot of people. Hugo awards matter really deeply to a lot of folks and Worldcon matters a lot to a lot of folks. I'm going to ask you to give it to me straight 100%. You know, I'm not going to ask you to, to just please tell me what, tell me what I need to know as if I were a person who didn't know anything about what was happening and needed to know. Could. And uh, yeah. Um, well, like if I'm going to be really, really honest about Worldcon, I think the idea of Worldcon is really, really great. But the execution, right. it should be called White Nations Except Japan That One Time Con. <laughs> it's not a world con because countries that have been in the past that weren't from white nations or Japan because Japan's really cool 
um, right. and pe- why people want to visit Japan um, don't win their bids. And bidding, uh, to put a bid, it costs uh, a minimum of like like thousands. Uh, mm. I think uh, Chicago dumped like fifteen grand into their bid, and you could lose. You could lose your money. Wow, I didn't know that. Because wow. you have to set up your hotel and prove it. All your venues, uh, wow. curation. You got to have that set up before you present your bid. And you're dumping thousands to do it, and you might not get voted on because the Worldcon voters vote on where the next Worldcon is. And right now, mm. I think it's uh, for uh, I think it's for the, there's a vote right now for Worldcon. It's either between Chicago and um, Saudi Arabia. What I saw is that Chicago won. So uh, yes. tw- 2021 is going to be in DC and 22 is in Chicago. And like you said, like most of most of the world cons for the last 67 years and uh, you know, 68, 69, if you want to count the next two, mm-hmm. most of them have been in America. Um, yeah. I think there might've been one or two in uh, Canada. Maybe there's one Twice in Finland. In yeah. It one in Finland. Finland. Um, I think that there was one in London, maybe. Um, yes. Yeah, not a lot outside of uh, North America and Europe. Um, it's Western Con. It, it it really seems to be that way. Um, so we're, it seems like there's being a little bit of a disconnect between, like, if you look at who won the Hugo Awards tonight, it's a it's it's a really broad, diverse spectrum of people. Um, mm-hmm mostly women um, and, and people from from all over the world, all kinds of different backgrounds. So there are still problems though with, um, well, why don't you just tell us what else you saw? Like you, you were, you were talking about oh. the, the Toastmaster thing and where do we go from there? Uh, well, it, this is where my brain frizzles because it's like, there's a lot. Uh, <laughs> start yeah. off, um, uh, I think, uh, Jimmy Liang of, uh, Jordan Con, uh, I was like, well, on his Twitter and he's basically, it's like, I can take a shot for every time John Campbell's name comes up. Oof. Yeah. Like in, uh, if you read the transcripts of the the award show when it comes out, um, you'll you'd think that this award show was honoring John Campbell, George R. R. Martin, Highland, uh, Harlan Ellison, uh, Rob mm-hmm. Silverberg. You'd think that's who the winners and honorees were. Oh <laughs> yeah. So okay. So the 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 broad and diverse set of winners I was just talking about kind of it just seemed like they sort of got sidelined in favor of. Just it wasn't the- about them. Right, um, uh, and yeah. there was a feeling, uh, like we said, Jeanette uh, Ng, uh, wa- like she had that brilliant speech. She won for that speech, and you're pretty much putting that in parallel to the fact that they won't shut up about Campbell. You know, <laughs> right? And that was one of the things with with the retro Hugo's because he uh, with uh, the retro Hugo Awards, he was given the award for um, for best editor. Retro Hugo's again, we're explaining mm-hmm. a lot of stuff for folks that may not know much about Worldcon and the Hugo's. The retro Hugo's um, award Hugo awards retrospectively uh, to people from this in this case about seventy five years ago. The year was nineteen forty five. And this is when the Hugo Awards didn't exist yet. Um, I I don't understand why these exist. Frankly, <laughs> I, I I don't I don't know, you know why we have to why do that. They, you know why well, they exist. You know yes. why they exist. I've got theories. sociology behind that is amazing. Let's, right. Let's be. Let's. You know why they exist. Yeah, and actually, I'd like to I'd like to get your thoughts on that in a second, Maggie, about about the sociology behind why the retro Hugos were even created. Um, but you've got a couple of things that really stood out that uh, I and and Rob and, and you probably and a lot of other people not too thrilled about. Um, John W. Campbell 
was given a retro Hugo even after Jeanette's speech last year and after the things that have, that, that people know about him now. And for best series, um, that was given to H.P. Lovecraft, yep. who is, I mean, who doesn't know at this point? <laughs> who he is. <laughs> right, who, who, who he, who he was like, and I mean, what the like problems giving... were like. Was there no one else publishing in 1945? Like, yeah, is no that... book came out there. Like, <laughs> there was no like books giving, coming out that year. It's like giving a star who is a, a pedophile a, 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 a kid's choice award. It right, doesn't make just, any fucking sense. No, it doesn't. It, it's... I don't understand the thinking behind that. I mean, it's done by the voters, and, and I get, like, people want to respect the history and everything, but, um, Maggie, what do you think about the, uh, uh, like, the sociology behind, because I'm, I'm really struggling to understand why the retro Hugos were created, because this is, with everything that's, like, I feel like we're in, like, a, a current resurgence, like, a kind of a new golden age of science mm-hmm. fiction and fantasy, with so many amazing voices writing amazing stuff, why why the focus on looking backwards i think i know the answer but what do you think well there it is it's looking backwards um you have uh your old guard of the golden age and the people who made uh their clout and made their careers on uh the name being able to name drop in the golden age you used to be able to say isaac osmoth was my mentor and that'd get you in a door um so no disrespect to Uncle George, even though I call him Uncle George, it's kind of mean. Uh, <laughs> it's disrespectful. No disrespect to this guy, I just disrespected. Uh, but um, he was name dropping every five seconds. It was Highland. And this time I was in a con with this other golden age dude that is a known sexual assaulter. And, you know, so on Oof. and so on. He's still Indeed. stuck in that era of I can name drop and that opens a door for me. Um. And because that is where you got your clout, it's where you get your sense of self-worth and edification, uh, that's the well that that person will return to. And, and this isn't just him. Everyone's like this. You'll return to the wells that have always worked for you in the past. That makes sense. Right. So right. he's returning to what has always worked is I name drop this one guy or these group of people, and that opens doors for me. Right. Um, and that is really, I think, the antithesis of science fiction because it's not looking forward. It's looking back. And yeah. so the retro ward is very is all tied into that. It is we are clinging to back and back and back. And this is where I made uh, the argument. I made as much as I can from like, because I used to do uh, c- uh, community culture counseling, basically an organization, uh, how you can basically mold your community and your culture of your community and your organization to get your goals done. Mm-hmm. Um, what they're not doing right now is asking the questions of who is this for and then how do we serve the people it is for. They're like right. deciding this is for uh, white men between the ages of 55 and 105 <laughs> and uh, we're going to do structure everything and anytime there's anything that would slightly structure it off balance from that group demographic, there's a rebellion. I, right. I don't give people benefit of the doubt anymore. I think every time Campbell's name was brought up, it was because there was that amazing speech last year. Mm-hmm. It was to be in condemnation of her amazing speech. You know, huh, it, it was a girl get back in your place. Wow. Statement. Like a belittlement. Yeah. Types. Right. Don't you know these wow. are the giants? We're the giants. It wow. is a declaration of... I'm still in power. 
um, right. from my point of view. And right. if the Hugos and Worldcon in general want to not be marginalized, they need to know where their community is. Right. And if you look at how the community of Worldcon voted, they who won? That's who won. Look at these people. They were people who yeah. nominated and voted. Right. That's, the, that's your community. So I would say to this organization, look at your community and what they voiced, what they want. Now, who are you going to choose for Toastmaster next year? Hmm. Right. And again, we're going to be dealing with, uh, you know, when Worldcon comes around again next year, we're dealing with an entirely different group of people putting it on. So um, we don't know whether they'll take that lesson. Now, we have heard, uh, I can't call the name to mind, but we were on a call earlier tonight where we were uh, discussing the 2021 Worldcon. And there are some good signs because there are a couple of people involved in the organization of it that... uh, Mm -hmm that people seem to think very highly of um, as far as hopefully getting this kind of stuff right. Um, but I think you're, you kind of hit the nail on the head there with the, the idea that it's, it's uh, the idea with the, with the retro Hugos and, and how some of these things play out is that, that, that constant desire of, of a certain group of people to say, no, we are, you know, the, the ones that I, the authors I like are the classics and this is the canon and these are the greats and I identify with them and science I fiction decide. will never be, I decide and, and right. science fiction will never be as good as it used to be, which I mean, no. that, that's like you said, it's the antithesis of this type of literature and, and, and um, not even just literature it's- anymore this type of stuff that yeah. we love so much, it, it focuses on the possible and the future. And there, there's so much great stuff coming out right now that, uh, that I, I hate to hear that, that um, the way it's set up would do such a disservice to the people who really busted their asses and, and put their blood, sweat and tears into the works they created this year um, right. in an industry that has never favored them right. and managed to create the best work that was created in the past yeah. year. And and win these awards and then just get sidelined because people still want to talk about Campbell and Asimov. Like it's come on. also a relevancy issue. It's like this is where like I get myself in trouble and I'm a bit mean. Um, but uh, an issue of relevancy. It is also clinging to relevancy. Uh, do they? I think people like George R. R. Martin and Rob uh, Silverberg was there. Mm-hmm. They know that they haven't done anything. Specifically Rob Silverberg, because we can, we can complain about George R. R. Martin taking forever to finish his book. But right, right. Silverberg, what the F has he done in the last decade? You know? That's, that's <laughs> like, a very good point. I mean, you can definitely make the argument that, that George has, like, he, no matter what you think about it, he has definitely made a massive contribution mm-hmm, to the, yes. you know, to pop culture at, at the very right. least recently. Yes. Silverberg, I'm I'm with you on that one. I mean, I, I, I saw his stuff on the I, I I saw his stuff on the shelves in my library when I first started reading science fiction when I was about ten. That was a few decades ago. Um, yeah, I'm gonna look it up. When was the last time Rob Silverberg published a book? And, and I'm not like I'm not just trying to shit on Bob Silverberg, but it, but really, it, it's like I, I don't. I mean, what is the point? of a world con what is the point of the hugo awards if you're not looking at what's going on now and keeping up right. with with what's happening now it, if your focus is retrospective i mean you don't need a convention for that you don't need awards for that awards awards are for now right and uh, it, it it drives me nuts that you have i mean great people like you know uh, max gladstone amal el motar nk jemison uh, uh, people that 
really the focus needs to be on them right now like as far as what like if you want to if, if you look at the hugo awards and similar awards like the nebula as things that can help uh, bring people a little bit more attention to their work let it be that you know right. like we need more people to read this stuff like we, we science fiction and fantasy are, are going in great directions right now and right like let, let's all I, I think we should all get behind that and keep that momentum going and spending an hour talking about people that are no longer alive and that you know mm-hmm. wrote stuff 50 years ago i'm not saying there's not some value in some of those books you know i grew up reading them i i appreciate them but this is 2020 let's be here where we are now well i, I think it's it's um it's like this man if i was in any of these guys position i'd probably be trying to work with these new up and coming authors and the ones that are really you know doing the thing and just try to i don't know evolve my craft by being close to them and you know working with them and help them through the right i mean ideally that's what we would look for right that's yeah, the solution that's a great point yeah what were you gonna say it, it is almost like that old abuse culture thing it is the right. i paid my dues right and there's this feeling that these kids are just coming out of nowhere and they're taking your dues away they're not taking which is anything. unfair because right. I mean any any author should know how much work it takes to actually complete a novel and get it published and promote it and all that they know what mm-hmm. it takes. And it's not like it's a, someone's gonna buy one book, right? You can buy I I can buy many books in a year. I don't think you just right. buy that one, right? I mean, <laughs> it, it, if if anything, it just proves that time is linear. You move on. You've had your height. You have your thing, and you could still make very good you know material but we Just... have this thing yeah that happens to where like uh what harlan ellison can sexually assault a woman on stage at the hugos oh. hundreds of people see thousands of people see it streamed online and yeah. he's still he's still invited back yeah and she and she was one of the great like one of the um i think one of the most hugo awarded authors mm-hmm. uh ever no but and know she, your place met... girl Right. This is. I mean, this is. Uh, is it okay? To, it's public knowledge. I think uh, it was yes. uh, Connie Willis, mm-hmm. who, I, who, if I'm not mistaken, may have won more Hugo Awards than anybody else ever, at least until mm-hmm. recently. That may still be true. And yeah, and he was just it literally walked on stage and and it physically assaulted her in front of everyone. This was, was this at a WorldCon. It was at the Hugo Awards on stage as she was receiving an award. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, it is know your place, girl. Right. Th- that's just it. I don't give people the benefit of the doubt anymore. Well, no. And then that, I mean, that one obviously doesn't deserve any benefit of the doubt. But right. even even the things that are more where there are there, there are easier excuses to make, th- those excuses still don't fly. Like, is it's it's just it's it's obvious why things are done the way they are and i think you're right it's it's people and we see this played out across so many facets of society right now especially and over the last few years but it's been going on forever um Mm -hmm. it's just people are becoming more aware of it now and 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 hopefully are becoming less willing to tolerate it yeah Um, what is what is rob silverberg doing at the hugos like not not i ask that as a question because when N.K. Jemison, like, when she won, like, three Hugos in a war, in a row, mm-hmm. um, his response, he made a very public statement about how she didn't act grateful enough in her what? award. 
What? Acknowledgement. That was a huge. That was a huge thing. It was all over like the file, like like you no know, uh, Mike Glear's. Uh, yeah, file seven seventy. Yeah, and it it was he accused her of not acting uh, thankful enough, appreciative enough, grateful enough, gracious enough. What? Um, he all but called her the N word. She's this uppity. Is- I've, I've got the quote here if you want to hear it. Yeah, um, yes. Yeah. So this is um, uh, something that uh, – this, this, I'm trying to see what year it was from. Anyway, this is um, – yeah, and, and just to, to remind people of the context, as Maggie San just Jose said. San Jose World Conference. Yes, so this was this was uh, Nora Jemison, N.K. Jemison, uh, winning for the first time ever in the history of the Hugo Awards, winning three consecutive Best Novel Hugo Awards for her amazing Broken Earth trilogy – Go buy that, by the way. It's, it's it. freaking yeah. amazing. Um, so part of what uh, what Silverberg said, uh, this is I'm quoting directly from something that he uh, that he wrote on a private mailing list that that got leaked. Um, quote: I have not read the Jemison books, so that's a great start, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Perhaps they are wonderful works of science fiction deserving of Hugo's every year from now on. It's, that's some sarcastic Perhaps. asshole shit right there. But in her graceless and vulgar acceptance speech last night, she insisted she had not won because of, quote, identity politics and proceeded to disprove her own point by rehearsing the grievances of her people and describing her latest Hugo as a middle finger aimed at all those who had created those grievances. Was that him? End quote. Yeah. Oh, that was. (laughs) As I said, he all but called her the N word. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, I mean, you see those, the words. The black woman is vulgar. Right. Not grateful Uh, enough. Grievances, mm. graceless, vulgar, vulgar. Uh, her All people. The words. All yeah. the words. I mean, those aren't even. That's that's beyond even dog whistling. That, uh, that's just, just say no, the just n-word right at out that there. Point. Yeah, Come just in. go just ahead say and say just, right. Just say it and, and be done with it. So at least I know at that point where I do not need to spend any time or money at. Just mm-hmm. say it and be so I can be done with it. He was a prominent <laughs> voice this year at the Hugos, where. He proceeded to mispronounce uh, non-English names, which I I don't give people the benefit of the doubt. Everyone right. sent Come their on. name phonetically. They wrote it phonetically and sent it to these people. Right. George That's... mispronounced non-English names, and it was sent to him phonetically. Now, this is a thing that we that we're that we know is done, right? Like that mm-hmm. they 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 specifically send in their names phonetically because yes. the winners of a lot of these awards are people from uh, from all over the world. Um, more so recently, which is which is great to see. And yeah, you want to get their names right. It's it's very personally insulting to uh, to, to not care enough to get it right, but or even mm-hmm. more so to intentionally just not give a shit. And it's it's a disrespect. John yeah. John Picasso, he uh, he won. Mm-hmm. George right. mispronounced his name. They're they're like really good friends. I don't. How is that even possible? He did the art for George's books. Yeah, he, yeah. He pronounced his name like Picasso, like it was like some kind of Italian name when he's Spanish. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's of, of Mexican heritage for sure, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's it was just something that he's very proud of. He does cool stuff with the uh, the Mexicanx initiative uh, that he started. Uh, so uh, the the the, uh, the Hispanic man who works for you doesn't even get enough respect for you to say well, and his that, name and right. That's, that's pretty. That, that's pretty shocking, actually, because John and George are, are like good personal friends. So that, that's. Uh, Wow, I'm gonna have They're to go back and watch this video. Apparently, yeah, yeah. 
like you th- I mean and they've been friends for a long time like the the uh, John was definitely he was he, he did one of the uh, the annual calendars um that they did mm-hmm. with the the art of a song of ice and fire um he did wild really cards amazing or... artwork yeah exactly did wild card stuff like they, they worked together a lot so I'm gonna go I have to go back and watch that video because that would be that, that's that's baffling to me there was I don't remember who did it but there was some statement uh Charlie uh, Jane Anders uh won an award um for her uh, fan cast uh that uh, she does uh yes. the tra- mm-hmm. trans woman uh mm-hmm. between the time of her winning that fast forward I don't remember which one of the old dudes that said it because I was kind of mixing them together at one point uh but they made <laughs> comments about the the Oscar award and how it wasn't really a man because it didn't have a penis and it they just kind of laid into this and it was like you're trying to make a not even a low-key dog whistle like uh anti-trans statement but you did that and there's not a really good breath between when a trans woman won something and you said that like it happening on the same night is kind of weird but it's okay (laughs) yeah no i mean that's pretty infuriating actually uh charlie jane is is a wonderful person mm-hmm. i've met her a couple of times and uh by the way just to throw in a note here that was the 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 they um charlie jane anders and annalee knew it's mm-hmm. one for their fan cast our opinions right. are correct right. which i highly recommend to folks if yes. you like discussions of science fiction and fantasy topics uh listening to the two of them discuss those things is absolutely worth your time our opinions are correct Yes, very entertaining, very, very smart stuff. And uh, I'm not that familiar with Anna Lee, but I can say um, Charlie Jane's book, uh, City in the Middle of the Night, is is absolutely beautiful. And that's so I'm going to just personally recommend that one. Um, And and yeah, that's, I mean, that is to have somebody just leaning in on that kind of just blatantly anti trans um, speech. People make this excuse. Like they're just old dude, like old dudes, and you gotta give them. Cause they did that when Harlan uh, was like, he, like squeezed a, a woman's breasts on stage. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, he was, he's an old man, and da, da, da. and I was, I'm just like, I know plenty of old men that know that you don't do that. Right. <laughs> yes, you should. Not, and, and like, just because it, it's okay, it's never been acceptable. It may have been like not as easily punishable in the past. Mm-hmm. It's never been okay, and you should know that. And you don't get the benefit of the doubt, and you don't get a free pass because you're old or because it used to be this way. It's not this way. It never should have been this way. So get with the times and leave people alone. And actually, it feels very immature and toddler-like. Like there's a tantrum that everything isn't for you. That makes yes. sense. <laughs> it absolutely does. It does. It does come off like a tantrum, doesn't it? Where it's like, well, this is this has always been ours, and we don't want we don't want girls in our club, and we don't want you know like we get we get to choose who comes. It's that it's that goddamn gatekeeping <laughs> that <laughs> that it comes up a lot. Rob and I talk about this a lot on the show because. We we just really really dislike it. It's not. It's it, it's what makes things more. It's the it's the main thing I think that that is holding back the progression greatness. of fandom. Yes, it, fucking it, it, greatness. It, it's holding right. back yeah. greatness. How many but, voices got squished and, and yeah. squished out because of this? Yeah. Although I will say, on an optimistic note, um, I don't think that that attempt those attempts at gatekeeping are being successful. They're no, pissing upset. people off. Everyone's upset. Right. Everyone's pissed off about it, ju- very justifiably. And the, if you look at, like you said, uh, Maggie, the, the people who actually won, the way the voters chose 
what the best work is that's out. And I make it a point to read whatever is nominated for Hugo's every year. Mm-hmm. I just like, I love to keep up with this stuff. And it does tend to be the best work that was put out. This is not driven right. by politics or identity. This is the best work that came the out this work. year. Right. Yeah. And so I, I like the fact that at least th- these attempts to, uh, to gatekeep and, and to just hold on to the, the old way of doing things, they're failing. Uh, it, it's not working. The, the We are really starting to see a major um, resurgence and, and a new golden age, if you want to call it that, in these fields. And people are respecting that. And it's just, I don't know. I mean, what I don't know what to do about these consistent problems with with Worldcon and with the Hugo Awards. I don't. I don't know what really can be done. You have to invite them. Like, I keep saying this. You don't have have to have Bob Silverberg at your con. You never had to invite him. He's, and this is the, probably what he is rebelling against. What I'm going to say is he's not relevant right now. Mm. (laughs) Um, He's proven himself to be extremely racist in that quote that Jesse put forth. Right. Mm. Um, you don't but, have to invite him. Include him in your community space. How does yeah. one recover from something like that? I mean, if I just I don't understand how someone can say something like that and still be invited to a prestigious event. It doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't. The, it, I, I yeah. can't. I can't. The, I can't quantify how that happens. Um, I mean, the I, argument as a black is dude, he's been at every. He's been at every WorldCon practically. He's. He's been alive. That's not <laughs> like, even an excuse. He's, like he's I, been alive I, for all the world cons. So that's their excuse is like this like you're respecting your elders. It's, it's so infuriating because as just a black dude trying to just shop mm-hmm. in a grocery store, I don't get a fucking benefit of a doubt like yeah. at all. Like that shit happens to me. And someone just basically lays out their whole ideology how they feel about somebody else in blatant disgusting ways and they're just Oh, Just because they have a little that. clout, they uh they they could come back at any given time. Well, that's mm-hmm. bullshit. They make excuses for him. No, yeah, why? Cover it, for it makes him. no fucking. It makes He's no fucking time. sense. Oh, he didn't a different mean like time. That. If someone squeezed mm. my grandmother's breast, my grandfather would knock them the fuck out. Yeah, I'm I'm so tired of that. It was a different time thing. It's not a different time now. Now is the time no, that right. it is now. <laughs> and yeah. Like, and I gotta like okay, I don't I don't know, I don't wanna um go too hard on the on the people who uh organized this world con or any past world right. cons. I don't know them personally and I know from experience, you know, um Allie Charlesworth and I this year. Yeah, it's um and Allie Charlesworth and I run um uh, multiverse and I so I I know what goes like there are a lot of complex things that go into putting together a convention. Right. Uh, but it's hard not to lay a lot of this at the feet of the uh, of the organizing groups that put together these world cons year after year. Um, and I'm going to put it ex- not to be mean. I, I think they had special challenges this year, being true. like because of the pandemic and it was all right. online. But to hammer something home, uh, George R. R. Martin, everything he said, everything Bob Silverberg said was pre-recorded, meaning someone listened to it, right. edited it said sounds great chief and press publish and press play right wow mm-hmm. yep right no you're right like it, it does have to i mean the buck has to stop somewhere and, and it's really hard not to 
not to put it on the doorstep of the people um, who organize the conventions. And that's the only thing I can think is that with the upcoming conventions, we got DC next year and um, and Chicago the year after that, and who knows after that. Um, the, the the committees that that put these together and make the bids and organize the world cons have just got to do a better job. Like people are, right. are really sick of the way things have been We've done. Been saying that for decades, do a better job, do a better yeah. job. And it's, but I think there's being enough like uh, enough public outcry about it, hopefully so, that they're starting to, to, to understand like this is not – you can't keep doing this or people are going to turn their backs on you. Like, they're, you will self-marginalize. Yes, you will self-marginalize. conventional become marginalized in the community. Right. I, I feel like it's really in danger of that right now. And I would hope to see in the next couple of years um, the, the people that, that run the next couple of world cons, I'd love to see them – put together something that is a lot more thoughtful and treats their mm-hmm. guests a lot better because again and you know we didn't do this on purpose but we end up talking tonight about a lot about george martin and bob silverberg because it was it was made about them it, right. and it should yeah. be about the people that we it that we led off with at the beginning the people that did this amazing work and won these awards um i, I hate that it that it takes time away from them so just God, please. This it's like a kid having year. a tantrum, isn't it? Like <laughs> it a kid's is. having a tantrum because someone else is getting, someone else got all the presents at the birthday party, and I didn't get any presents at the birthday party. So I'm going to basically like shit in the birthday cake, and then everyone's going to pay attention to me. <laughs> right. Yeah, it just, I mean, it just if it just refocuses all the attention, it's, it's bullshit. And I just really want, uh, I don't know if anyone will hear this who's involved with Discon next year uh, or ShyCon the year after that, but just please take some of these things into account. Focus on right. the people who are winning the awards right. and don't just you don't have to be so retrospective. There's nothing wrong with, with, you know, looking at the history of science fiction and fantasy. It's, there's great stuff there to appreciate, but I don't know what, what else to say other than just look come on, do its better. Future. Mm-hmm. Look towards yes. its future. I mean, science look, fiction for God's sakes. Respect <laughs> right. the past and look towards its fucking future. And yes. its future is, is, is brilliant. If you allow it to be. Because right now you're not helping, you're not holding yourself to a higher standard, Please right? And WorldCon and the standard. yeah, WorldCon and the Hugo's are supposed to be the the flagship for right. for all this stuff. So and it's really not matching up with the actual science fiction and fantasy community, right. the fandom, the creators. It's not matching up with that recently, uh, and I, I really like to see them get realigned because there's great stuff happening in this field right now, and. I really, w- I mean, we want to be able to celebrate that without having to talk about how <laughs> how other, how people are how about how bad it can be and how and the people that are right. fucking it up. So, and we know it can be better because I can't remember who said it, and I apologize to this person, but I saw them. They tweeted on my on my uh, on my whatever you call the tweet thing, the Twitter. They that, uh, <laughs> the Twitter. They 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 yeah. tweeted and they were like, "I want to give a bit. Uh, I I'm watching the Hugo Awards right now, and all I've got to say is." Thank you, Mary Robinette, for a wonderful Nebula Award. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah. Uh, shout outs to Mary Robinette Kowal, mm-hmm. by the way, yeah. for putting together. Uh, she's uh, the current president. Our of, president. Yes, uh, current president of the Science Fiction and Fantasy Writers of America, uh, which puts on the Nebulas every year, and which, by all accounts, was a really excellent online event and very thoughtfully done. I mean, just uh, Worldcon folks, Discon, ChaiCon, 
look at that. Look how they did it. Mm-hmm. And uh, take some cues. Right. <laughs> Talk to people yeah. who, who know how to do it in a way that, that, that is actually respectful to the entire community. You can you can get this right. We believe in you. Do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And Bert, a little birdie whispered. This is this is the, the gossip. The little birdie has whispered that the retro uh, Hugo uh, is going is pro- probably going to be up for a vote to mm. be mm. extinguished from uh, the Hugo Awards. Wow. Um, it sounds like someone in the uh, in, in the board is going to bring it up for motion, and it sounds like there's enough people to uh, support that motion to get rid of it. Wow. I would not be sad to see it go. We all know what the old stuff is. We can go find it anytime we want to. Let's mm-hmm. look toward the future. Unless they want uh, to yeah. honor someone who needs to be. Right, right somebody who maybe right. was forgotten. Right. Yeah, that needs a, needs a resurgence. I There are right. lots of women. I mean, I work at Pseudopod, and we, I'm going through the retro stuff every day because it's it's open it's like free source we don't gotta pay for it you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we're i got like like margaret st Clair and uh gg uh pender darbs uh like you, you know it's just like these uh dorothy quick uh, all these old they're there they wrote that cosmic horror too i mean i got this yeah. someone arguing me on twitter but like but hp lovecraft he was the first to do cosmic horror and i was like no 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 he mm-hmm. just didn't protect his rights, and he had no next of kin, though therefore he did not have an estate. Therefore, very early on, all his shit was free to use because he didn't protect his rights and had no next of kin to fight for his rights. Meaning people yeah. could write in his mythos quickly, and especially there was this resurgent in the 90s where they mm-hmm. realized, like, hey, this stuff is just free to use, and so it was just used. He was the best for editor's budgets. That is why he's right. so well known today. Right. These other yeah, people, had people had family who loved them, who protected their estates when they <laughs> <Right>. died. Because <laughs> they, they weren't assholes. Um, another thing I can throw out there as a, as a recommendation is look up the uh, the work that Cherie Renee Thomas has done. Yes. Um, yes. The um, Dark Matter anthologies that she put together. She did a lot of research and uncovered about 100 years worth of mm. um, of uh, uh, science fiction and fantasy type work by black authors that had not gotten the, the publicity that it deserved mm-hmm. at the time or had been otherwise buried. So yeah, check out Cherie Renee Thomas's stuff. That'd um, be good retro Hugo. That would be, you know, good. right. Mm. Yes. Or just get Come rid on. of it. There's so many, or get rid of it. I'm not oh, going to yeah. be sad to see it go if it goes. Um, so that's, <laughs> that's where Hugo. we stand on the Hugos, isn't it folks? <laughs> right. I mean, they are a good award. I, I mean, to win yes. a Hugo is it, I mean, it's like the Oscars of, sci-fi fantasy and horror. yeah no I, I and i love it i think it's it's a great chance to honor people who are, are doing fantastic work and congratulations again to everybody who won tonight who's who's right. a, a yeah. an actual hugo not a yeah, display hugo. the display of these dudes you right. won because your community supports you right. and yes. i'm sorry that someone made it about you and you didn't have the experience you deserved Right. Yes, yes, we're, we're we hate that that happened. We we love you. You're awesome, and your community <laughs> supports you. All of you winners tonight. Thank you for doing the work that you do, and uh, and giving us the the great entertainment that we enjoy so much. Keep doing it. Uh, this stuff's right. hopefully going to get better if we all keep pushing in the right direction. Yes. Um, so that's uh, that's the 2020 Hugo's. Uh, MM Shill, Maggie, thank you again for joining us on short we notice. We really appreciate it. <laughs> Um, where uh, where can people find you online if you want to give them a reminder? 
Um, I have a website, www.mmshill.com. I have a Twitter at mmshill underscore, uh, like mm underscore shill. Or you can probably just Google me as mmshill. It's I'm pretty uh, public. Yeah, to my yeah, you're pretty, <laughs> my you're pretty easy to find. <laughs> I'm really easy to find. <laughs> yeah, and that's uh, if anyone's not looking at the show notes, it's S C H I L L. Mm-hmm. Just want to make sure they're able to find you. Um, y'all can find me online if you want to on Twitter at Jesse underscore A underscore Adams. Uh, Rob, where can they find you? And you can find me on uh, Twitter at EI Blackout. That's I A I B L A C K O U T. Yep, and you can always stream our uh, podcast episodes at glitchypancakes.com or we're now up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere else, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, any and questions, comments, have... concerns, or yep. suggestions? Um, yeah, tell them where to go, Rob. Three for a loop, sorry. You can contact us at, um, at cakespod at gmail.com. The yep. C-A-K-E-P-O-D-S at gmails.com. Uh, yep. We appreciate Cakes you listening. at gmail. Yes, thank you everyone for listening. We really appreciate it. We and, appreciate uh, uh, M.M. Shield joining us here for this, mm-hmm. uh, this fire bit of, of information. We appreciate it yes. very much. Thank you um, for taking your time. Yes, thank you very much. And, uh, All right, everybody, go out there and... Yeah, go check out some of those works by the Hugo winners. Uh, go, yes. go buy some books and check them out. Go buy so, some books. And we will catch you next time. Buy some (laughs) damn books. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Catch you next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.